Hello and welcome to Glitch Cube, we're a gaming podcast and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. As always, I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And welcome back everybody. Thank you guys so much for joining us once again as we dive further into the world of games. So this week we are going to be diving into some updates, some current events. There's a lot going on and we were kind of ahead of the curve a little bit when we were talking about some AI and voice acting and all that stuff and it taking everyone's jobs. Uh, that seems to be happening right now, actually. <laughs> uh, it just happened what, like yesterday. It got actually announced that this is a thing and it's kind of terrifying. So we're going to be talking more about that kind of stuff. Uh, there's some rumors out there that we've heard uh, that we want to discuss with you guys and then some updates on games that we're playing, things that we're watching, all that kind of good stuff. It's just nice, easy, simple show for everybody. Uh, but why don't we just jump right in? And I'm going to start off real quick with something that has absolutely nothing to do with video games, but something I've been doing a lot of lately uh, is watching a ungodly amount of anime. <laughs> nice. Like, like a little too much, honestly. Whenever I don't really want to go into how many episodes and hours I've been watching anime, but you know, it's been uh, it's been a long month. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so right now, I'm actually uh, well. I've watched quite a bit, actually. I watched the Zom 100 series, which is fantastic. I loved it. Um, rewatched Yu Hakusho, which is I forgot how much I really enjoyed that. And right now, I'm going through Fairy Tale. Um, how which is, is a that? Lot. It's very like fan servicey. Okay. But the show itself is interesting enough to keep me captivated, right? Like the fighting is actually really cool. Um the progression of the animation actually gets really interesting at one point uh about halfway through the series, I would say, halfway-ish, maybe a little more than halfway. Uh they actually got a new animation developer as well. So the animation completely changes, but it still looks good. And it actually looks more like what the manga had uh, versus what the show was doing. Um, and I don't know, it kind of reminds me of the same vibe of like one PC kind of anime, mm. but it is shonen. So, you know, that's kind of goes along with it. And it's the very typical, right? Like you're main hero is a badass and then he gets his ass kicked and then he comes back even stronger because of the power of love and friendship right like it's shown in right but the fights and the magic are actually very interesting and it just gets more and more interesting as the show progresses in my opinion um and one of the things i do like about it is that it doesn't just center around the one character uh and it's it actually has like all of the characters, all of the guild members in Fairy Tale are very strong and they have their own stories. And it's not always the main character that actually beats the main big bad guy. Sometimes, or a lot of the time, it's actually other characters that are within the guild, right? So everybody gets their time to shine and everyone is just boosting each other up. So it's just like watching like your Dragon Ball Z, but there's 15 Gokus, right? So... <laughs> It, it makes it pretty, pretty cool. Uh, there are some like weird anime tropes in there, right? Like they disappeared for seven years and then came back. And like it was kind of their way of mid 
series nerfing the characters because they were starting to get too strong, right? And then now they make it where it's like, well, everyone else around them has trained for seven years and they have missed seven total years, right? Like, so it, it was an interesting way of doing it, but they kind of fixed it in like a single episode where it's like, oh, we're going to unlock everyone's hidden potential right now. And then they just did it like overnight. But, <laughs> but you know, that's anime for you. But no, I, I really like it. it it's, it's, it's one of the shows that I've been trying to watch for a while um, and I never really like got into it. And then finally I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to sit through a few episodes and then a few episodes turned into like 20 and then 50 and then 170 ish. Yeah. So <laughs> like there's a lot of episodes to this. There's about 300 and something. So yeah, if you're looking for one to put on in the background, this is actually a great one for that. And then just kind of pay attention to fights and things like that. But I, I will say that despite all the fan service, they actually do a pretty good job of trying to make every character have a meaningful backstory and tie into all the other characters that are in the world with them. So that was actually very nice to see. So that, that was cool. I, I like it a lot, actually. There's a lot of like female power in that, too. There's some really, really crazy strong women in there, which is great to see. Right. It's not the typical like damsel in distress for everybody like it, they did a good job with the show i feel like it's always i see that fairy tale around like i always remember in the bookstore seeing it i remember when that game came out and i was thinking like is this really that big of an anime and then i don't know i never checked it out but i was always kind of curious about it yeah uh, it's it's weird it's not i wouldn't say it's like at the levels of like one piece and dragon ball z as far as like the shonens go mm -hmm. but it's up there i would say it's definitely probably like number three shonen if you're gonna classify dragon ball z one piece in there so I, i'd say it's totally worth it it looks it's it's fun it's entertaining that's for sure and it's definitely been keeping my attention for a few days now so yeah i've been kind of getting in the anime too um I, I'm trying to remember if I talked about Pluto last time when we talked about anime on I here. I think you did. Um, so I watched that. That was like around, oh boy, when was that? I think that was maybe early December. I checked mm -hmm. it out, and uh, it was interesting. Um. I, I checked it out because it was the guy who did Monster, which a lot of people hold very highly for anime. And I've started to watch it, but I get kind of freaked out by really long animes sometimes. And I know this isn't yeah. that long. I think it's like maybe 60 episodes, but still, it's longer than your average, like, what, 20? But yeah. Um, so I, I've been meaning to check that out but for pluto it it was okay um it it had its moments and i like the idea of where they were going with it but basically you know humans treating um like robots as like less than right because mm. you know machines became killing machines stuff like that so they all have like these docile chips and stuff it it's a really interesting take on that subject 
So it's like the movie Artificial Intelligence, but the anime. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, And there was this elite team that were like the strongest, right? And basically this Pluto is kind of like the the main enemy, you know, that doesn't like them. So you can kind of get where it's going. Mm-hmm. And it, it does get kind of emotional at times, but it was okay. I, I would say... The animation like for, looks nice, so at least there's that. Yeah, the animation is really good. And the the certain story elements are really cool. But for me, I'm like... With so many other animes out there, it's like, should I have just watched something else halfway through? Probably. But Mm -hmm. it wasn't bad. You know, I I could see people out there really liking it, but I don't know. I'm glad I finished it. I'm pretty sure they'll probably make more of it, though they shouldn't. And, um, yes, that was okay. And then... Oh, it's based off of Astro Boy. That's why. Okay, that's cool. That kind of makes sense then, because I can, I can see that now. Yeah, I saw the boy flying around. I'm like, wait, what? Like that? Oh, it's Astro Boy. Okay, that makes sense. But his name's Adam. Yeah. Um, I have to watch that. Something else. So. Yeah, and it's short. I think it was only about eight episodes, maybe ten. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. So it it's pretty short. Um. But I've been trying to dig through older ones. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. Uh, Paranoia Agent was one mm, that I watched. Yeah. Um, that was really good. I can see why people like actually really like that one a lot. Um, it it was interesting because it really you really had no idea what's going on in that at all. But mm. um, that's a high recommend. Oh, it's hard to. I- I think I know I started watching one that I think you would really enjoy. Like from the first episode, I was like, oh, I could see Chris really liking this. Um, It's called Boogie Pop Phantom. Have you heard of that? That sounds familiar. The audio design in this is insane. Like it's so creepy. And listening to it with headphones, I had to like take one off for a minute because the the way that they they do. I don't know. There's just something really interesting. I haven't heard it used that way, or I haven't seen any other animes that use audio the way that Boogie Pop does. But huh. it's a, it's kind of like a, it's a horror anime, right? It's a little like on the creepier side. The art is very. It's almost like the artwork's on, uh, like going through like a filter, like a grainy filter. So everything's kind of like dark and like washed out a little bit, right? Very monochrome. Oh, I've but, seen yeah. that like poster before mm-hmm. yeah but it's good that one's a solid one uh that i thought that you would really like oh yeah and one that i finished that was um, really really good it's only 13 episodes it's only one season so far uh but hell's paradise Her- hell's paradise is great that was a really good anime actually i like that one a lot it's uh basically the search for eternal loot youth um the like they, these people get sent to this island, which they think is uh, like basically heaven, right? To look for this thing, but no one's ever come back. The only people who have come back were literally turned into flowers, basically. So it's just like a bouquet of flowers in a boat that gets pushed back to shore, right? So the, the what they do is they end up sending death row inmates onto the island to then figure it out. So everyone that was up for execution gets sent over those. So it's filled with like the strongest and most deadly assassins of the time 
that are going through and it like it unravels to find out more it's like very supernatural and things like that but it's a it's a really good one and the artwork is fantastic so i'm very excited for a season two on that that was a good watch i haven't even heard of that one um and i i'm almost through with it but i've been starting to watch the serial experiments lane just because I knew it would be something I'd be really into, and I do really like it a lot. And I think I'm on episode eight or nine, which I think it goes up to like 14. So I'm almost done with it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've just been, yeah, I have been getting back into anime, which is nice. Um, just because, like, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of good movies out too that I've been wanting to watch from last year, but. Um, I feel like when it comes to like older animes that are highly regarded, I have some catching up to do. Well, it's nice to see that they're bringing them back, right? Like with your like Yu Yu Hakusho getting the live action rendition of it, which was actually pretty decent. Like they sped through a lot of the story, so it's it's very quick and things are out of place as far as like based off the original anime. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to see those kind of things coming back or um, like Rory Kenshin, like I think a year or two ago, got a complete reboot to the series. So they oh, redid that cool. entire anime and they made it closer to the the manga this time instead of just doing an anime of it. So that was actually really interesting. Uh, it's he's a little bit more serious and it's a much more like serious toned anime versus what the original one was. Um, it's not as goofy as the other one. Uh, but yeah, it's it's cool to see that. And it's nice to see that people are really starting to care about these older ones or like back or a couple of years ago when even Galleon was just getting revamped and everything like that. And now I'm seeing even Galleon stuff pop up in like iOS gotcha games. I'm like, oh, it's becoming relevant again. That's awesome. Like, let's get more people into this because that was such a great series. It got really big a few years ago again um well didn't the the new movie come out a few years ago yeah the new movie came out and netflix bought the rights for it so they have like the sole rights for evangelion i just weird to think about but yeah it's it's interesting how that series came back which makes sense i mean it i remember growing up and hearing about it and people being like it's mind-blowing and all that and i didn't really see it until right at the end of high school and i was like oh wow i was missing out all these years but yeah um it really is a great one yeah it's god there's so much good anime out there it's hard to keep up oh yeah yeah i i have my list of what i want to tackle next and it's been nice because i've been kind of playing games that kind of have some grind um, so I was able to kind of watch while grinding a little bit. Mm, yeah. And I think I'm going to just jump into the games I've been playing. Yeah, let's do it. So basically, I'm trying to think because I know we basically talked about everything we did before the end of the year. But uh, this year I told myself I wanted to tackle a lot more RPGs uh, that I've either kind of held off or I've been wanting to play. And I started playing this like pretty close towards the end of the year. And I am a big fan of the Trails games. Uh, I've mm, played yeah. 
trails to the sky. All three of them loved them, even though they're super long, right? They're usually like around 60 hours each. And uh, it's crazy. The world building in those games, it's. I don't think I've really experienced that in another RPG before, just because all these games connect, mm-hmm. which is crazy because it's like each trilogy or each arc of these games um, take place in a certain continent or certain part of this big landmass. So sky has this big, huge area that you kind of do a big circle around this lake um, in the middle. And going through those three games, it was really cool seeing these characters that you've played for more than probably almost 200 hours over the course of three games. And you're learning so much about not only them and their relationships to each other, but the, the upcoming conflicts of these continents, the secret society pulling strings. Like there's Mm. so many things that are taking place at the same time in these games. It's crazy. And I, I remember I was going to get started on the cold steel series because for a while, the, the arc that was in between it wasn't translated. So only recently it was. And so I played uh, Trails to Zero, and it was really cool. I mean, it definitely felt like those Sky games, looks-wise, which I love. I love that, like, PSP era where it's, like, 3D, like, towns with, like, a little, like... They almost look like the old Harvest Moon kind of character models, but mm. um, it it felt good to play one of those kinds of games again. And to me, the, I felt like the characters weren't as special to me as like the sky heroes, but the, how it merges a lot of the characters from sky into this just felt so seamless and it worked. And it's cool because it references a lot of like minor things that happen in those first three games. So it's like, Oh wow. Like it, it just feels like one big continuous world. And it's cool because the region that this game and its sequel take place in, it's like the continent kind of, or region between two big ones. And, um, it's kind of like a neutral state. They, they, kind of bounce off these other two big regions and you're the goal of the game is like you're like the special task force and you're kind of going after like the the mafia of the main city but obviously there's more connections to that secret society from the first game and there's a whole lot of stuff to it that obviously would take a lot of to get into and a lot of spoilers but it it felt good to play a deep long rpg like that and it's motivated me where i'm like oh i want to keep playing these kind of games obviously i still have more trails games to play but i feel like i don't want to burn myself out out there yeah so i've beaten the first three there's this one and then i think um azure is the next one which i need to pick up and then i have the cold steel titles but i'm like that that's going to be so many hours. I'm like, I need to play a 
different kind of RPG if I'm going to do this. So, you know, I have some planned out, you know, when we were talking before this episode, I remembered some names where I'm like, oh my God, I need to add that to my list because I want to play those too. So it's like, it, there's so many out there that I'm like, I need to play. And it's kind of nice because I feel like so far this year, like with upcoming games, there's been nothing that's really pulled me in like the new uh like a dragon definitely at the end of this month yeah. I'll, I'll be checking that out and then i am curious about the prince of persia game but i i can wait on a sale for that and then obviously the, the final fantasy remake you know sequel stuff but right. other than that i'm like oh i'm gonna have all this time to play older stuff so Really excited. It feels like there's a little bit of a break, which is something we needed. There was no break last year. (laughs) Yeah, it was like endless. Because then I'll be looking at like the Steam database, like upcoming releases. And I'm like, what's this little indie game? And I'm like, this looks freaking cool. And it's just like, it was just endless. Like, I mean, it's a good thing. I feel like with the amount of games, it's insane like i I forgot i read somewhere that the amount of games that came out just last year on steam alone was like a lot Mm -hmm. i want to say it was like in the tens of thousands and i mean if you think about itch.io where it's like even smaller projects it's like so many games come out every year like it's granted i mean a lot of them aren't long or aren't finished or not good it it's still like wow there's a lot of stuff out there that it would be impossible to play through them just like it'd be impossible to watch every movie but yeah so i'm making my little chip at some of these rpgs since i mean it is my favorite genre and i think i also will tackle boulder's gate uh within this month next month and going forward so i'm excited for that to finally like really get into it just because I felt like the dark urge stuff kind of, it was fun, but it just, I want to experience the game as like a good person. So yeah, the dark urge stuff just doesn't sound as fun. Right. It, like, it, it's it fun, but I'm also fun. like, yeah, it's going to make the game a lot harder. And as someone who has no idea on a lot of these systems, I'm like, I'll come back to it when I'm a little bit smarter about it. Well, but, and there's uh, so many like hidden things, too, that you don't know are going to make impacts later in the game, which make and there's certain things that like choices you make that make huge impacts throughout the entire game and really affect like the ending of it all. Like, so I, I feel like if it, the, the fact that it's recommended that Darker should be your second playthrough totally makes sense. Because at least if you do it like as a quote unquote good guy the first time, you can actually see all the repercussions of your actions. And you can still make bad choices that way too, which I know I made a bunch of them. But it, yeah, I would say probably that's definitely one to save for a second playthrough if you do a second one. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. Um, but, you know, and then the only really other game that I finished because I've, I've played some stuff in between, you know, I'm still working on uh fire emblem awakenings and some other smaller stuff, but a game that you, well, the DLC you really pushed last year mm-hmm. that I was very on the fence about until you said it was a uh, phantom Liberty for yeah. cyberpunk because 
I really liked Cyberpunk when it first came out. I felt like I was one of the few people that liked it. And uh, when the DLC came out, I mean, I, I booted up when the 2.0 update came out. And I, I liked what I played, you know, but I was like, I don't know if I can get back into it just because I had dropped like already like 60 hours before when I played it. Mm-hmm. And then hearing you talk about the DLC and I'm like, damn, like you just jumped right into it and really liked it. So yeah. it, it has to be good like that. And uh, I really liked it. It it was funny because I got the DLC and then I was like, oh, what are all these little side quests that I missed when I first played? So I was like doing all these like gigs and missions and getting like the best blade for my character because I went like mostly blade. So I'm like doing jump dashes and nice. It, it was so cool. I was like, dude, the, the combat for me was so nice because I never play melee in these kind of games. Mm. Like Fallout games, I never do melee. So doing that in this game, I'm like, oh man, like I want to do this from now on in these kind of games. But the I forgot how amazing that little world is that you're in. Yeah. And I mean, obviously it's beautiful, but the the voice acting in that DLC just stands out so well. Like the characters just feel very real in ways that, I mean, the base game characters do feel real when they talk to, but there's something about the fleshed out voice acting in this that I feel like. Well, like Idris Elba killed it. He kills it in this one. And then I don't know who did Songbird, but dang, like that was such an amazing performance. Mm-hmm. And, and the like, story is so impactful. Oh, <laughs> to get the actual ending from it, it's so sad. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like for me, I, I made a save right before the the big choice. Mm-hmm. And then I made a save because when you do that, right, there's there's two branching paths and then on both of those, I guess there's two more branching paths to get different endings. Yes. And so I went with one route and made a save there too. So I was able to see basically all the endings down that path. Um, nice. And I've been debating, oh, maybe I should, you know, boot up that save for the other one and see the other endings. But I think I need a break from it because I, I played it hard. Like mm-hmm. I, once I got into that, dlc i i didn't play anything else like i i think i added another like 15 hours to my game almost yeah. 20 so not surprised and i was just getting sidetracked by everything right because sometimes it would take me on a dog town and i'm like in a different area and i'm like oh there's a cyber psycho here i'm gonna get him and right <laughs> i love the quest that you know has the character mentioned from edge runners and mm, it's yeah. just it's such a good game now. And for me, like it's a shame that game has such a rocky beginning because if it would have released like this, when it came out, like it would have been mind blowing. But to me, the game still is really well done in a lot of ways. And I think, you know, when you look at when Phantom Liberty came out, I think that was around the time Starfield came out too. And I'm like, I remember when it when this was happening, people were like, well, I'm going to play Starfield because Phantom Liberty is just DLC. Like, it can't be that good. And then it was like, 
everyone just flipped. Right. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, oh, man, Phantom Liberty. Like, I see it. Like, it's so well done. And like you said, like the new ending it adds to the main game. It's it's insane. Like, it, it's so like <sighs> realistic in a lot of ways. And I'm trying to bounce around this without saying anything, but it's like the. The emotional side to it, it's like you you kind of knew something like this would happen, but like it, it just so well done. And it, it, it was able to tackle so many things at once with it that I think once I experienced that ending, I was like, Oh man, like this game is really good. And I think that I don't know if they're adding more DLC to it or they're going to do more with it. I know they want to make more games in that world but you know if they add more to it i'll i'll jump back in you know i saw all those side things i'm still missing out on and i'm like even like the side quests are fleshed out like Mm -hmm. the gigs that you do which are just like you know even minor side missions right like they're the the side missions of side missions a lot of them did feel pretty well done which like was the weird. AI car stuff, like seems super silly at the start, but it mm-hmm. is actually interesting conversations being had in those. That, like, you know, you're doing, like, once I found out, like, you do these side gigs for these people, like, they'll give you like a really good thing at the end of them. So it was like, okay, I'll do all of them for this lady, and like, some of them were actually really fun because they were like, oh, we're gonna do this brain dance and stuff and i'm like what the hell is going on but it was like but it sucked me back into that game and it made me really enjoy it and it was like man i just want to keep playing this and i feel like i haven't felt that way about a game that i've already beaten where i'm like i could go through this again kind of thing and obviously i won't because there's other stuff i want to play but it felt good to get that feeling again where mm-hmm. i was like i could get lost in this world and it was just nice driving around in it like yeah. getting all these nice new cars it was just it's a great game i i really like it and i feel like honestly like i feel most people should play it especially if they like any kind of first person thing like it's just it's so damn good yeah every ending is so fleshed out i i I feel like if they do anything else in it they should do new characters i think v story is done it's Mm -hmm. good you don't have to do much else with it especially with the endings that they brought in with like the um phantom liberty and then in conjecture with all the other endings that were already there i think his story is good or hers or theirs or whatever you picked right like V story is done and it has a really great ending to it no matter what ending you got you got the one that you were supposed to get, right? Like, I, I ended up getting, like, the world ending where he ends up going into space and shit, which is pretty ridiculous, <laughs> which I could see that being DLC because he's doing a job in a big casino in orbiting space. So that could be kind of a fun little side gig there, uh, you know, like a little 10-hour exploration of this casino in space. I'd be down for that because you at that point, V is like, I've done everything like I'm just going to go out in a blaze of glory. So it would just be super crazy action ridiculousness at that point. So that that would be a lot of fun for sure. I'd be down for that. But yeah, no, the 
I love that game so much. It's such a great one. And the DLC is a whole nother game on its own. It completely changed changed the game a hundred percent. And the voice acting is just amazing. The character development can't can't praise that game enough. But yeah. But lately, I've been playing some smaller stuff. I'm trying to get back into gaming. I took a little bit of a break from it. Uh, but it's uh, one that I started playing real quick was uh, Stranger Paradise, the Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. Uh, really liking it so far. I want to get more into it, but uh, something happened with my PlayStation, and it was trying to download stuff, and it locked me out of missions. and all. I don't know. It was being weird. So I got to figure that one out and just kind of let it do its thing and download everything and then jump back in. But that opening cutscene for Stranger in Paradise was amazing. Just seeing Garland walk through and just decimate countless soldiers. And that was like <laughs> the, the bloodiest opening I've seen in a Final Fantasy game ever. But it was so beautifully done and so like so iconic. Like it just really like Garland is a, a, a main antagonist in the Final Fantasy series. And when you see his armor you know him, right? Like he's very memorable, very iconic. And just, I feel like they caught the essence of like pure evil and just anger and all of that in this quick, like two minute cutscene. It was just all there and just embodied everything that Garland is. And it was so well done. So that really got me excited for it. And then it just did like this flash cut to just some script on there. It's like, oh yeah, well, you know, they did this mission for a few months and now they're coming back. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what just happened? Right? So that was like, okay, I can see why people might have bashed the story a little bit. It does feel like it's kind of jumping around. It's a little bit expected, but it is a prequel kind of game. So, but what I do like about it is the the combat seems really fun. I'm excited to play around with the different types of weapons, which you know opens up different kinds of class systems. Uh, that I'm I'm really looking forward to just kind of diving into because I love that kind of stuff. I, I love job systems and games, um, and it's probably one of my favorite parts of them. So being able to like fully customize stuff is going to be really really cool. Um, I, the combat's a little like rocky i i would say right like there is dodge mechanics built in but it's not always clear what's going on because for some of the monsters that i was fighting the character themselves is so much bigger than them and the camera angle was a little off where i couldn't see the enemy (laughs) i just saw my guy swinging like a madman with just knuckles right trying to punch everything and like it that i was like okay I'm going to have to get used to this combat system. It's a little different. It's a little uh, like less polished than, you know, your Final Fantasy 16 style combat was. So that's something I definitely have to get used to. But I'm excited to play around with it and the combo systems and and all that that's built in there. That that looks a lot of fun. It really does remind me of Devil May Cry. And I think the reason why I really I picked this one up is because I've had Devil May Cry on the mind for a while now. I pre-ordered the Devil May Cry Peak of Combat for the iOS about a month ago, and that just came out uh, yesterday. (laughs) So I started playing that one, and it's actually pretty fun. I mean, you can tell it's an iOS game, so the graphics aren't that great, and the voice acting is a little... (laughs) Right? Like, Dante's (laughs) voice acting was what threw me off completely. I I just instantly was like, that's not his voice. I, I don't get this. Like, he sounds very like whiny right like it's not that 
that angst that he used to have, you know, but it's fun. It's a, I mean, for an iOS game, the combat's actually pretty well done. There is kind of like a rail system, though, when you go from point to point. So it's a little less involved there, which is kind of nice because for some people, they might be playing this, you know, while commuting to work or in a five minute pastime. So in like five minutes, you can jump into quite a few little battles, level up your characters and all that. But the one mechanic that I really enjoyed with it because of the style system and generating combos like you can't really put a bunch of buttons on a screen. Uh, it's just going to overcrowd it, right? So you don't have as much as like, oh, let me do my heavy attack, light attack, my guns, my jump, right? Like there's a lot going on. So they kind of simplified that and added in the fact that you can jump between characters seamlessly. So mid combo as Dante, right? You can launch them up in the air. And when the enemy's in the air, you can switch to like Nero, and Nero jumps in there and it does like a quick little slow down time thing. Uh, and then you can set up your combo with Nero and then you can jump over to, I can't remember the girl's name, but she's the one that has all the guns and artillery and everything and start like shooting people that way or throwing bombs out. And you can jump back and forth between the three characters very quickly, which I, I really enjoyed. So that definitely makes it so that I mean, the whole point of Devil May Cry is to get the combo meter up as high as possible, right? So <clears throat> it, that made it really fun. But I'm liking it so far. I'm liking what I'm seeing. It's, you know, the graphics aren't the greatest. It's not, it's a little grainy sometimes. And I'm playing on a brand new iPhone, but it's still very fun. I, I can see that this is going to be great. And it made me uh, re-download Devil May Cry 5 because I want to play through that again. And uh, I really want to play through Devil May Cry 3 again. That one was one of my favorites. Mm. So those are classics. But I actually started thinking, uh, like, while I was playing it on the phone, I was like, why didn't they do a Devil May Cry, like, rhythm game here? Because, like, the whole point... Uh, but when you think about it, right? Like, the whole point is setting up combos, right? So you can have different time presses for that. And the, it's all about style points. So, and, like, the cutscenes that they have for these fights are very like choreographed, very exaggerated, over the top. So it would be fun. I think it would be fun to play through a pre-choreographed like cutscene that they've made and just do it like a rhythm style, right? Where the higher combo you get, the cooler the cutscene gets and the more outrageous it does. If you do bad, then you're just kind of like punching the dude and you might trip or something, right? Like things like that would be really interesting to see. So I don't know. I, I, while I was playing, I was like, this would be kind of fun as a rhythm game on the phone because that's nice and simple. But yeah, no, I'm excited to play through more of it. It's a pretty cool little play. We'll see. Stranger of Paradise is actually really damn cool. I, uh, I, it had been on my want to playlist for a very long time after it came out just because like, I like the trailers for it didn't do it justice, right? The whole chaos thing and the story was kind of it doesn't look great, but I mean, what the hell is a add on to the original Final Fantasy story with Garland? Like, how cool is that? And for me, I just always was like, well, it's a game that I want to wait till it's on sale or we get it free. And when it came to that PlayStation thing, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll download and try it out. And I really like it. Um, I wish that you could switch between classes a little bit faster 
Mm-hmm. Uh, other than just the two that you have equipped, um, I I wish it was maybe more like Final Fantasy 16's combat in that regard, where it was a little, it'd be a little bit easier to switch between like maybe three or four different classes. But I mean, I guess it makes sense, right? This is more of a gameplay style like Neo, maybe, nah, I wouldn't say a Souls, but it's definitely more like a Neo Devil May Cry kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I've played I think like the first three missions of it, and I really like it a lot. Um, I I like the classes. I love how it's just there's so many systems in it, and it 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 doesn't overwhelm me, but it definitely I'm like oh boy, like I I want to jump more into that because I do like how different the play styles are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's definitely a game that I want to see through more of uh, this year. Yeah, play it around. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to play more of it. I, I think it. What really drew me to it is because it has those Devil May Cry vibes, and I, I could see it in there. And you know, just being able to see Garland in full 3D badass mode is is enough for me. <laughs> like I'm really excited for that. So how about we jump into some gaming news real quick? Because there's some big things that are going on in this world of video games. Uh, Last week, we discussed how Square Enix was very open with the idea of using AI more aggressively in their game development cycles. So now, actually very recently on, I believe, the 9th of January, so a couple days ago, not that long ago, SAG, remember SAG, right? The Actors Union and how much they were fighting for actors to get their rights and everything like that. Well, they just made a deal and they partnered with Replica Studios to license AI voices for voice acting. So they, SAG, which is the Actors Guild, and they represent voice actors and mocap performers in the game industry as well. They have made an agreement to say that voice acting is or AI voice acting is okay with us. We like this. And uh, from a quote from the SAG president, um, who happens to be Fran Drescher, I didn't know that. <laughs> really? So, yeah. So Fran Fran Dres- Drescher Drescher. Um, was it the the nanny? Right. That was the mm-hmm. show. She is the SAG AFTRA president. Uh, she was quoted saying, "We are so happy to partner with Replica Studios." because this is a great example of AI being done right. So without Hmm. actually talking with some of the biggest industry talent in voice acting for video games or mocap performers, they went and made this deal and started partnering with Replica Games to do this. So there's obviously a pretty big uproar about this um, with the voice acting community. the fact that actors got such well representation from SAG and now voice actors are being, you know, brushed under the rug, it sucks. Like they they were a part of this. They were a part of they probably even fought and stri- went on strike during the actor strike, right? And were unified with their with their part with their buddies. And now to just kind of get shooed away after the fact, and this wasn't even that long ago. That sucks, right? Like, it it really does feel like they're, you know, getting, like, shooed away or told that they're less significant. And the fact that no one 
um, none of the high top talent was actually consulted on this decision uh, is a shame. So there was no conversations being had before these deals were being made. Uh, and that's pretty upsetting. And I can understand why they're pretty mad about that. So the AI is here to stay. And we're going to see a lot more of it, especially in the voice acting field when it comes to game design. Uh, it's going to be coming out a lot more, I would anticipate, because this deal is pretty big. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see what happens and what actually comes from it. But it's it's a little upsetting. Not going to lie. It's weird because it's like you think about the AI voice and like the finals and how terrible it sounds. And yeah. in a lot of ways, like there's going to be backlash for a long time just because, I mean, you're taking away a whole job thing. And the emotion behind voice acting is just going to get lost with AI. Even if they can fine tune it and get it there, it's just it's not going to be the same. And to me, in a lot of ways, AI in games is maybe beneficial in supplementing things. It shouldn't be where it's like used for a major part, right? Mm -hmm. So say your game was fully voice acted by AI and it's like, even your main character, even that, like maybe if you have like NPCs that are, you know, just your random like character living in a town, maybe I could see that, right? Because then that way every character kind of has a voice, but it's still just kind of weird because you know that they're going to, they're going to do that, right? They'll be like, oh, we'll just do the one-off characters that no one will talk to. And then they're like, wow, this worked out perfectly. Let's do it for the characters you do interact with. Yeah. And then, I mean, what's stopping them slope. from there? Yeah. And I mean, can you imagine Idris Elba's role in Cyberpunk as an AI? Right. Like, it definitely wouldn't have that same weight behind it. Yeah. Like, it, it's just weird, you know? And I understand, like, people will give their voice to be sampled by AI and stuff. And it's just, I don't know. That, that side of it's really weird. Like, I can understand if you are a solo dev and you want to have some art in your game and maybe you have AI kind of help with it and you kind of fine-tune it. Like, I think that's fine. If you're a big company and then you're using, like, say, Square Enix, right? Mm -hmm. They would use AI to help them, I don't know, like make enemy designs or something like to me that'd be wrong like i feel like that'd be just weird like they they wouldn't need to do that they're a big company but a company that or people that don't have all the resources like yeah i could see it helping them i think they should definitely disclose that they're using ai and now is steam allowing ai games on their marketplace when originally they said no I would hope, I think it's said in in the clause that people do have to make it very clear that AI was used in it, uh, mm -hmm. which is good. You know, people shouldn't be lied to about that. But I don't know. I feel like Val has been kind of on the chopping block lately after being in such high praises. But yeah, it's... It's weird. You really start seeing that AI kind of everywhere. And it's definitely like, 
jumping into the whole like game side of it. Yeah, I think the the game industry like in ecosystem is definitely changing a lot right now um, with the integration of AI voice acting. And then also on top of that, the massive amount of layoffs that have been happening. I mean, they've been happening for a while, but they got pretty bad recently uh, where even Discord is seeing uh, 17% of their staff being laid off recently. Uh, Twitch laid off a massive amount of people. Unity laid off even more people like there, there's a mass exodus in the gaming industry right now, and it, there's a lot of changes going on. So these studios, which need to stay afloat, even though they be like they're saying that they're losing money, I could see them definitely turning more and more to AI in order to try and you know float that bill and you know lower the cost of things that are going on. But it's getting to the point now where we're even seeing stuff like game designer jobs being posted out there asking for like five years experience, but then the pay is like $17, $18 an hour, right? And like that is not okay. <laughs> That's not what these people should be getting paid for their work because they are doing so much. It takes a lot of knowledge and a lot of expertise in the field to do these things. So it's kind of insane. And the amount of jobs uh, that are being flooded right now because of the mass exodus and the mass firings uh, is ridiculous at this point. Like if you look up and um, like LinkedIn and things like that, you'll see upwards of, you know, 6,000 people applying for a single job, right? And it like that's so many individuals. How do you actually have the time to pick through and figure things out and get the right candidate? You don't. Right. So a lot of people are not even getting looked at. They're getting passed by. And maybe they've been in the gaming industry for years and years and years, but they're being looked over because there's just too many people looking for jobs right now in that field. So it's it's pretty upsetting right now seeing all that. And we're going to notice a very big change with that pretty soon here. Um, and the last little bit of some gaming news that we found, I mean, there's been rumors about it for quite a while now, uh, ever since the OLED days, right, the Switch OLED, uh, but there are even more Switch 2 rumors coming out uh, and some supposed leaks. And one of the biggest ones and the ones that have been uh, talked about the most lately is based off of a, a press release that was um, that came out by... Altic Lansing. So Altic Lansing is an audio electronics company, and they have taken over uh, AI Shark. And for those of you who don't know what AI Shark is, it was used to be known as Game Shark. So Game Shark, if you're too young to know what Game Shark is, <laughs> it was basically <laughs> a cheat system that you could plug into your games. That was it, right? Uh, now they actually use AI, go figure, uh, to create, uh, you know, this innovative gaming software uh, that it's basically a hint system. And it's a fully customizable and learning hint system that will customize itself to the player and what they need, right? Um, I guess if it notices that you walk past a lot of pickups, it might bring up the hint of, hey, you should look for pickups more often or something. I don't really know how that's going to work out, but that's kind of what it sounds like. And it almost sounds a little annoying. But 
that's not the point here. One of the big things that Altic did was in a press release, uh, they announced all of this amazing game-breaking software that's coming uh, from AR Shark. And at the end of the press release, it says that the official launch is planned to coincide with the Nintendo Switch 2 in September 2024. So obviously, this little sentence here got everyone in the gaming industry in an uproar, and they're freaking out because they have basically just announced the Nintendo Switch 2 before Nintendo has even said anything about it. Now, after doing a little bit of research on this, I noticed that on another site that mentioned the Altec Lansing release, it had the same exact paragraph describing what's going on, but it did not have that last sentence attached to it. So I don't know if it has been removed or if it never existed in the first place. And this is something that the media is just kind of blowing up right now. Who knows? But uh, yeah, it's just kind of crazy to think that a third party company can even like would even include the name Nintendo in their stuff or release or, you know, announce one of their consoles for them. It, it doesn't really make any sense to me. So it's it, whoever wrote that press release is probably fired, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> they're no longer working there because that's kind of it's a really big deal, right? Um, it's just kind of ridiculous, right? But the rumors are never going to stop, right? Uh, and actually, yesterday, there was another rumor that got released by Kotaku uh, that is saying that the Switch 2 should be coming right around the corner because if you look at some of their big-end games, they are now out of stock at most retailers. Uh, and <laughs> I looked at this list, and they said, oh, you can't even get them on Amazon. So I did my due diligence. I checked them out on Amazon, and you can still get them on Amazon. So there are a lot of clickbaity rumors going around. There's a lot of miscommunication getting spread. And whenever the Switch 2 comes out is whenever Nintendo decides to make it, and they will let us know with plenty of time in advance. It's not coming out in March. It's probably not going to... It might come out in September. Who knows? But they'll let us know. These rumors are getting kind of ridiculous and out of hand. Next, they're going to say something like, lizard people came and told us what it was or when it's coming out, right? Like Maybe they did. <laughs> that could be possible. I mean, they do live among us, right? Maybe you are a lizard person. Don't tell anybody. I told you that in confidence. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit this out. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> crazy to think game shark's still trying to exist uh, right i remember i remember having mine on the original playstation thinking it was so cool the hint system is kind of interesting though i mean i guess that is really all they can do since cheat engines aren't really a thing anymore especially when you look at uh like how Capcom is adding DRM to a lot of their older games for mm -hmm. some reason. And that prevents like modding and like cheat engines. So it's like in a lot of ways running cheats is kind of, you know, you can't really do it because of, especially on uh, computers, just because of DRM built in with uh, these companies, which is a bummer because I mean, cheat codes used to be so fun back in the day. Well, and like games aren't being shipped with cheat codes anymore, really, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's just not happening. And actually, cheat codes used to be a debugging tool that just didn't get deleted, which I thought was pretty funny. 
It's just a quick way of testing to see if things work. Like in GTA, if you need to get a car real quick, you just type that in. And we learned how to get tanks instantly and infinitely by using the cheat codes, right? So, but it was uh, it was for QA testers to um, quickly get to areas or test things out and see how they work or test physics and things like that. So it's it's kind of funny that that those were the original cheat codes. It was just something to play around in the game and GameShark really capitalized on that. And now they're going from cheats and, you know, the shady side of gaming to hints and helping people out, right? And tutorializing your games. So they're, they're trying to stay relevant and it seems like they're doing pretty well for themselves. So we'll see. And we'll see if that little press release has any weight, um, I guess, in September, if the Switch comes out or not. <laughs> <And> we'll, look, <laughs> we'll look back at this and be like, damn, they really messed up. <laughs> so we'll see. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for joining in and listening. Uh, if you had fun, let us know. Join our Discord. We're chatting on there. Share your favorite animes, games, anything like that. Let us know what's going on. You know, give, you can even give us ideas for the show, or you know, and just chat with us directly. Uh, we're on there. We're active on Discord. So we'll we'll have we would love to have conversations with you guys. So check it out. Um, but yeah. Anyway, and. We will talk to you guys next week with some more games and all that good stuff. But until then, bye for now.